Another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having an awesome Monday, uh, first day of the shows this week. We're doing five shows. It is a lit week. I mean, we have Tom Woods, uh, Stefan Kinsella, Brad Palumbo, Austin Peterson, and my good friend tonight. Uh, very excited about this one, but we're going to start off with some sponsors as per the usual. Oh, guys, I got a new microphone. As you can tell, there is no more glowing red microphone. It is a nice, sure SM7B, just like the ones Joe Rogan uses. My good friend, uh, Tom Woods, had his old producer, AJ Van Slyke, send it out. So uh, I'm not super good with audio. I know you guys are aware of this. So if you, uh, if I'm having any audio issues at all, please let me know if I'm like you know, super gainy, or uh, if it's not loud enough or whatever, just let me know. Um, but it probably should sound a lot better than my old uh, HyperX does. Anyways, sponsors, Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs. Delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. My friend, my partner on the show, one of the coolest guys I know, toplobsta.com for all your graphic design needs. This man's amazing. You can get this great Epstein didn't kill himself shirt that you see me wearing tonight, plus all kinds of other great stuff. Go check out toplobster.com. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount or join the Patreon, subscribe star, or the channel memberships, which I actually dropped the link for tonight uh, in the chat so that you guys could find it because uh, I know you guys were looking for it last time. And you'll get a 30% off discount on all new designs for up to two weeks prior to them going to the general population. So you're getting some really good deals there. Check out Top Lobster. Send the man some money. He's a good dude who needs it. Trust me, he's a truck driver with a big family. Uh, and also, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com. For all your emergency and crisis planning needs, these people are doing a job that the government sucks at for a much cheaper price and much more efficiently. Check them out. See what they can do for your home, business, or personal life today. They're amazing people. Guys, we got an awesome show as per the usual. Tonight is one of my very, very good friends, probably one of my best friends in the country. Uh, we have traveled all over this country together. Uh, he is the chair of the Libertarian Party of Florida, probably one of the coolest affiliates and most diverse affiliates. Even though many people have called that affiliate filled with Nazis, just completely overrun with Nazis. Uh, that's why we talk about Chair Mr. Stephen Nikola being the Egyptian Nazi. Sir, how are you doing tonight? Yalla, 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 Joshua. <laughs> Welcome. I am here in undisclosed location. You will never find me. I come to you today on behalf of the Libertarian Party of Florida. I am with the alcohol, the Aro Cigar, the LAK, and I am so happy to be on the show with you tonight. Uh, we are here to save the Libertarian Party from beardless men and bearded women. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy 
that's, with you all today. That's great. Uh, Top Lops is in the chat. He says he's very sorry for spelling your name incorrectly uh, <laughs> on the graphic the first time. It, it, it did get rectified before I used it as a thumbnail for the show. Uh, he's a good guy. I swear he doesn't do it on purpose. I keep him in a basement locked up. He's very, very, uh, he's very, very tired and overworked and underpaid. And you know, it's rough. Abner not enough poppy seed to your producer. I wish him well and uh, hope no more mistakes. It is all Aladdin. Aladdin. Bro, you're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me, dude. You're killing me. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Hey, somebody already said they were. This is the best show so far. Uh, hey, man. Why don't we look? A lot of people probably don't know who you are. You got you got less than 300 followers on Twitter. We're gonna rectify that. We're gonna rectify <laughs> that. You are the chair of the third largest uh, affiliate in the country. Uh, I try to hang out. I try to hang out with you all I can. If you didn't live, you know, in a, basically another country. <laughs> I live out in uh, bumfuck uh, Florida. Uh, Little far away for most people, but I have many followers on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, NSA, TSA, CIA, FBI, all my people, they love me. Steven, uh, Steven, why don't you show up to LNC (laughs) meetings like this, damn it? (laughs) My God, man, you'd be the chair already. (laughs) I'll come in with uh, women on both sides and gold and... The, the Sheik's limousine and uh, make a, a a nice spectacle for our friends. <laughs> hey, shout out to Shannon Lee for becoming a channel supporter. I really appreciate you guys. Every time somebody becomes a channel supporter, you uh, you feed one of my 97 children, so I appreciate you very much. Uh, Steven, are we doing the whole show in character, bud, or what? Are you going you gonna to survive? Gonna make- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, oh here we go here we go he, steven um, steven got a good gym pump on before the show he's all yeah, he's all I, hyped up i actually right before this uh this 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 podcast i actually was just at a city council meeting um talking about some cruise ship stuff some controversial stuff here in key west and uh i was like the only one in the room to speak on behalf of the cruise ships and why we need cruise ships uh then right afterwards i went to the gym got a nice pump in so just you know an average monday night for me and uh super stoked to be on the the show with you finally i like forgot that i had this podcast with you it's like a week ago because we scheduled it like three months ahead of time oh well Uh, we also we also were gonna do we were gonna do like a an exclusive stream for my patreon several like a month ago yeah yeah yeah. and then we couldn't do it uh something kept happening either you or me and then uh and then so i was like you know what i'm just gonna put them on a regular show uh, and now we have the exclusive content that happens after every show anyways. So we're still going to do stuff for the patron users. But now you get to have your own show, buddy. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess Davey sent you the message last time, so I'll have to pay the postage. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We'll definitely talk about – Yeah, we'll definitely talk about some inside uh, LP baseball tonight because uh this man and i have served on the lnc together for three years uh we're i'm in my second term you're in your third term right yeah you know i've been on the lnc since i was like 12 years yeah, old so pretty much I'm, I'm i'm almost at an age i can i can buy tobacco so that's why i have the cigar tonight uh <laughs> it's my third term it'll be six years next year yeah and you and you joined really early i mean you were you were in your young 20s right i was 20 uh what was I 22? I think when I joined, because it was the 2016 convention. I think it was, or 2018, 20 yeah, 20, 20, 2018. I think was the convention, and I got in as Region Two representative alternate. 
Um, and uh, then I was reelected uh, the term later as as a primary. And then just so recently in Orlando again, uh, I was reelected for region two representative. So super stoked, super happy to represent my region on the LNC and, um, you know, bring a little young blood, a little bit of something different and extra to the uh, the, the the party and and to the uh, to the board, man. We need to mix it up a little bit. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate. Oh, look. Hey, hold on one second. I got to stop the presses. There's a friend of mine. Shoot it, there's a friend of mine in the chat right now. And I can't see his picture, but I'm guessing it's my friend Andy from when I was a child. I mean, high school. Maybe maybe before high school. If that's you, Andy, let me know. But he said, hey, Josh, proud of you, brother. Glad that window in downtown Antioch didn't win that fist fight 20 years ago. This man, <laughs> if this is Andy, I got to tell, tell you about this. Listen, I was, I was uh, very young. I don't even know. I don't think I was 18 yet. It was before I joined the military. And uh, I had a pretty crazy streak as a kid. Okay, I did a lot of really dumb shit. I'm sure everyone here is surprised. Uh, and I, I got really drunk one night, and uh, my girlfriend at the time broke up with me at the pool hall in, like, the middle of the night. And uh, I had a fist fight with some little tiny windows, and, and the fist fight almost won, or the, the window almost won. I still have this crazy scar on my wrist uh, where I pulled a piece of glass that was about almost an inch long out of my wrist. And uh, I fell down in the parking lot bleeding, and this, this gentleman in the chat picked, basically picked me up over his shoulder, threw me in the car, and ran every red light on the way to the hospital. <laughs> so he really saved my life, and uh, I appreciate you, Andy. Thank you so much for, for checking out the show, dude. That's really cool of you. Seriously. That's a real friend. Save your life and then show up on your podcast 20 years later to catch up. Man. Yeah, that's man. Cool. That's so cool. I, I, you know, he's always been one of the coolest guys I've n ever known. I mean, from especially from, you know, my adolescence. So I'm glad to have you here, man. I appreciate you. Huge shout out. One more shout out to my mom. Uh, I have not got to make a Facebook post about this yes uh, yesterday because I had a 24-hour ban, but now I'm off of it. Uh, it was her birthday yesterday. So uh, CNC's chip check-ins. That's my mother, Cheryl. She is in every single live chat for this show. Uh, almost five nights a week. Please tell her happy birthday. Drop happy birthdays in the chat to my beautiful mother, Stephen. Joshua, tell me about your your story, man. How did you get here? Yeah. You're you know you're not like the normal Libertarian Party guy. You're cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're actually like Jim Tanning Laundry guy. You live in Key West. You, you drive a dope ass Dodge. You know. Let's talk about where. How did you get here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy story, man. You know, I think I first became, I started to come around to the idea of freedom and that the government lies to us and all that kind of stuff when I was really young. I think I was about 14, 15 years old. Um, I started to get a little bit into like the ether. I watched a documentary my buddy showed me called The Esoteric Agenda. And if anybody's heard the, or watched this documentary, it's probably a super old grainy YouTube video with like 100,000 views or something like that that talks all about the Federal Reserve and this and that. And I thought, man, that's that's all pretty wild. Um, as I got a little bit older, I realized that the government schools lied about the realities of everything from smoking weed to U.S. history to all kinds of stuff. And uh, I just started to get more and more into sort of the um, political space, the political sphere. Things back then were a little bit different. There wasn't really a lot of libertarian influence. I didn't know any libertarians, but I knew I wasn't a Republican and I wasn't a Democrat. So I got a little bit into the truther side of things, and then I started moving more into the economic side of things um, and uh, found Ron Paul in 2012. I think I just graduated high school 2012, went to Paul Fest in Tampa, and um, 
basically was amazed by the amount of just complete police state in Tampa at the time because the Republican National Convention was in Tampa and they spent $1 billion with a B on security. There were armed guardmen everywhere. There was fences, gates, they had helicopters, drones, uh, MRAPs, you name it. The whole city was on lockdown. This is the same time Paul Fest was going on. So I got to Paul Fest. Uh, I actually got to see Gary Johnson up on stage talking about the Libertarian Party. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, saw the platform, you know, pro-marijuana, anti-war, anti-Fed, whatever it was, you know, he was all about at the time. And I was like, man, this sounds like a cool thing, Libertarian Party. So Got back to FIU, a buddy of mine, he was starting a Young Americans for Liberty chapter. So I got involved there, became the chairman for Young Americans for Liberty all at FIU, which is a primarily liberal institution. Um, did that for a few semesters. And then, you know, back then I was also involved with We Are Change, doing some work for, for Luke, uh, another buddy's YouTube channel, uh, Rothbardian Circle back in the day. Uh, so a few different groups. Uh, some members of the group got me involved in a little bit of Rothbard, a little bit of, you know, these other th guys. So got me deeper into the, the rabbit hole and I started questioning everything, you know, from this to that, to all, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it really brought me down this rabbit hole towards libertarianism. So a buddy of mine, uh, hit me up out of the blue. He wasn't my friend then. He just, just first time I met him, he calls me, he says, Hey man, uh, I noticed you're, you're a libertarian registered in Monroe County. We're trying to get a chapter going, you know, are you down to be a part of this libertarian part of the Florida Keys chapter? So I was like, you know, let me hit you up in like nine months when I get back home. And literally nine months later, I moved back down to the Keys. I hit him up. We started LP Florida Keys. Uh, I had some friends from Miami that I knew back in college reach out to me and say, hey, man, you should run for region representative for Florida. So I ran for region rep in 2015 or 16, uh, got that position. And then shortly thereafter, the National Convention in Orlando uh, ran for alternate. I had some friends put me up to, hey, man, you'd be great as an alternate. You should totally do LNC stuff. Cool. So I did that. And uh, and and that started my <laughs> whole journey into the party. And uh, over the past seven years or so, just got super involved in the LP and libertarianism. And uh, it's been one of those things that I, I really enjoy doing. I'm super passionate about and I always just want to make a difference. So I think this is one of the ways uh, that I was able to do so and kind of put my energy into that. But sure. yeah, to answer your question, man, I'm, you know, not a little bit like everybody else. I'm a little, you know, kind of living in a party town and do my own thing and everything else. And, and, uh, definitely a different, a different flavor to the party. So, sure, but I'm happy sure, to be sure. here. <laughs> I, I wanted to, so first of all, uh, oh, you know what? We got an echo coming from your computer, buddy. Uh -oh. I don't, uh -oh. We had, we didn't have one of those this whole time. And now all of a sudden we do. Uh oh. Are you, is it bad? Are, are your headphones going to work? Actually, it's gone now. Uh, it's gone now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's gone now. Maybe I'll just, yeah, okay, cool. Maybe, I can turn down the audio a little bit. Maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's temporary. Maybe, you know, okay. it's intermittent. Yeah. Uh, first of all, shout out to Andrew, Andrew Corsini. I think I said that right. Oh, uh, shit. He, hey. he just became a channel <laughs> member. I appreciate you. You just fed That's one of awesome. my, you just fed one of my, my 97 children. I appreciate you. He also dropped a super chat that says, uh, Steven, <laughs> Steven, $5 super chat. He said, Steven introduced me to weed libertarianism and let me borrow his bike in the middle of the night in high school one time. Dude is a oh. legend. Dude, that's so awesome, man. Dude, just like you had your buddy from 20 now years ago. Now you got a buddy Andrew. in high school. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, dude. Glad to have you on the channel, man. This I'm so is, happy you're here. Yeah, this, this is incredible. This, it's like a what's going on? Reunion. I love it, dude. I love it. It's great. Uh, oh, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your your radicalism because you're radical. Sure. I mean, you are absolutely yeah. as radical as they come. Uh, there's no doubt about it. 
you're so radical that you've gotten the blue pilled libertarians in the party to call you a Nazi, even though <laughs> you're very brown. It's very surprising yes. to think that you would be a Nazi. But did you? Sorry, excuse me. I just had uh, chicken tacos. My my fiance made them. She's wonderful. It was also Julia's birthday yesterday, by the way. Um, oh, my my okay. mom and Julia have the same birthday, so make sure you say uh, happy birthday to my fiance as well. Uh, delicious chicken tacos, though. I made her a brownie cake. Okay. Um, did you become more radical after you got in the party, or were you like reading Murray and all that stuff prior to joining the party? You know, I, I got involved. Actually, it's kind of funny because when I got involved with Young Americans for Liberty, I was more, I call myself a constitutionalist. So I followed the Constitution, founding fathers, classical liberalism. I was all about it. I would get in arguments with police whenever they'd pull me over because of my car and my skin cone and the fact that I'm a young guy. And I would say, look, man, I'm a constitutionalist. I want you to search the car, blah, 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 bring the dogs, do what you got to do, give them a hard time. So that was always kind of my shtick. Um, when I joined y'all and got involved with the, uh, the Young American Serbia chapter, a lot of those guys were ANCAPs. And so they started talking a little bit more about anarchy. And I found myself, because we did the, something that was really cool, and I think every libertarian should really in some way try to put themselves in a situation. When you're talking to the general public, like we would put out a table and just talk with people all day long. So I probably spoke with over a 1,000 students at FIU and got to talk to a lot of them one-on-one, this and that. And, and I realized over time that radical libertarian anarcho-capitalism was a lot easier to defend than a lot of the more soft core stuff. So I found myself a lot of time defending basically anarchy. Um, and and then I got involved with, you know, some of these other libertarians. They started to really, I guess, kind of red pill me on uh, Rothbard and Mises and a lot of these guys. And uh, it wasn't until I got the audio book for For a New Liberty by Murray Rothbard that I really got sucked in. Uh because I, I was already into, you know, Creature from Jekyll Island by uh, by uh, G. Edward Griffin. And I was reading some of these other dudes. And I would give out, like, <laughs> like back in high school, I used to give out these DVDs called The Red Pill. Back when The Red Pill was, like, The Matrix. So there was DVDs, like, all about politics on there from, like, G. Edward Griffin and The Reality Zone. And I would give them out to, like, people and teachers and stuff like that, dude. Like, I, I was a part of the school newspaper. And we just try to, like, red pill everyone on, like, Operation Ajax and... Operation Mockingbird, and like all this different stuff. So like Northwoods. people would read the school newspaper, Operation Northwoods, and I talk about the Fed and how you know the CIA and the the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to to, to bomb a Cuban airliner or, or an American airliner, blame it on the Cubans uh, to go to war with Cuba, like all this kinds of stuff. Man, I was so sucked in. So I was already kind of radical from that perspective, and then the anarcho-capitalist stuff just kind of struck a, a it clicked for me on a political perspective because you have this crazy system. And this crazy government, so what's the best way to fix it? Uh, the only way I see to fix it is through ideas like what Rothbard and Mises and these guys have, which is small government doesn't have the power to um, you know, influence our lives in, the, in these ways, in these crazy ways. So, yeah, man, I, I just got involved with you know all the big thinkers and just asked a lot of questions, and it led me down one rabbit hole to the next. And uh, I'm a pretty avid reader, so I just got to it and eventually uh, got – pretty committed to it and call myself an ANCAP these days. Nice, nice. Do, nice, do, nice. You, yeah, think, do you think uh, – hold on. Here we go. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. It's yeah. weird. It's it's like a, it's like an echo from your computer, but it only only after you stop talking for a minute, and then it goes huh. away. But anyways, uh, do, you think, do you think that you're on more lists than me? You know – hold on a second. 
<laughs> I gotta get a character for this one. You know. <laughs> the Americans, they have many lists. Joshua. They have the TSA, the almighty TSA. The the great, great uh, TSA. It is it is like a boot on our neck. They are so powerful. But I tell you what, Joshua, they may have me on all of these lists, but it does not matter. It, 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 I'm not worried about the lists. I'm not worried about the lists. It is, uh, I'm on so many lists, so many. You ask the FBI, the CIA, they all know me. They all know me. I'm a very popular guy. Uh, you know, we go to cocktail parties. We, we, we get together in the uh, Bilderberg groups and the Toronto commissions. We talk about the OPEC and everything. It does not matter. It does not matter about the list, Joshua. I would say that if you are more listed than me, I will donate uh, uh, $1 million to your cause. Uh, I would be very impressed. Delivered directly that. from the CIA to you? you yes, mean? yes. <laughs> yes. They, they bring out the poppy seeds, then they bring out the money. It's the order. The poppy seeds, then the money. It's, it's in the back. You know? did, did the so. CIA buy that AK-47 for you? Uh, yes, yes. This is, uh, as you can see, uh, this is from the uh, CIA and uh, the, from the 1992 uh, revolution. We still use these. We dip it a little bit of motor oil, clean it out. It is fine. Good for good for two or three more wars. Um, so it's uh, it's funny because uh, your 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 people are fighting the people that are funded by the by the ATF. So you guys are you know, you're good. There you go. Right, yeah, I'm waiting for my Tacoma, man. I'm I'm waiting for my new Tacoma or my Hilux, and uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I I wonder if this episode will get demonetized. Hmm, let's see what happens. Uh, so let's talk a little. Let's talk a little inside baseball, man. You, as everyone, yeah, man. as anybody who follows me knows, I just ran for chairman of the Libertarian Party for the third time, <laughs> and for the third time, I came in second place, uh, which is fine. It's fine. It's 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 a slow shift here. I'm I'm not running for chair again in 2022. I've made it very clear that I had no intentions of running for chair in 2022. I was only going to do this in the interim because I want Angela to win uh, in 2022. But man, it, it uh the last couple months have been real ugly on that LNC man. Yeah, dude, it's been a it's been a rough it's been a rough few months, man. Uh, yeah, it's been wild. I don't. I it's, gosh. Um, just a lot of back and forth, man. Uh, a lot of just sort of craziness and a little bit of unwieldiness. I wasn't at the last meeting. Actually, it was kind of funny. So at the Libertarian Party of Florida convention, I was giving my LNC report and I was telling everybody how this is the best LNC ever. We get along so well and things are fantastic. Then literally the next day, I was like, I, I need to amend my LNC report from yesterday. <laughs> Because that was right when the New Hampshire stuff popped off and and all hell broke loose. Yeah. So. And now uh, we're like we're like digitally fist fighting every day. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 wild, man. It's like uh, I, I don't know, man. We we just need to like have like a libertarian MMA or something. I would, just put on the gloves and just settle it that it. way. I would love be that. so down. I would love that'd that be fun. so much. Oh god. That'd the money be great. can go towards whatever charity you, know, you want it to go towards. I'd be so down if somebody wants to set that up a libertarian MMA, I and mean, we can bet on brackets and. Do the whole thing. I think that would be a, a fun time. It'd be like a whole tournament. Have a tournament. Yeah, <laughs> old, old school style. Hey, so I, I, you you tell this really great story uh, yeah. of, of the place that you live, I, and yes. I don't think people understand just how like far off uh, normal everyday life is where you live. Yeah, um, man. 
So can you tell the story of how you, you know, you tried to, your, your, your place tried to secede from the, from the nation? Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, I live down Florida Keys or in Key West. So back in, I think it was 1986 or so, or 1982, something like that. Um, the Conch Republic and the Free Florida Keys was created. Uh, what happened was, is that there was a roadblock back in the 80s because of all the cocaine trafficking and everything else that was going on. There was a lot of smuggling going through the Florida Keys and through the Florida Strait, which is where it all used to happen back then. So the federal government put a roadblock in um, on the stretch, which is of the space between the Florida Keys and the mainland. It's like a 20-mile stretch. And everybody that went through there had to show an ID or a passport. So it was affecting tourism down in Key West. And the locals were getting sick of it, and the city council was getting sick of it. So what they decided to do is they declared war on the United States. Because if they're going to treat us like another country, then we'll just become another country. So we seceded where others failed. We became the Conquer Republic and the Free Florida Keys. And the mayor signified the war by breaking a piece of stale Cuban bread over the head of a Navy officer in Mallory Square. Afterwards, the Conquer Republic Navy, made up of uh, dinghies, uh, went ahead and attacked the U.S. naval cutter with stale Cuban bread and vegetables. The Navy cutter surrendered. Uh, his commander and his fleet st stood down. The battle raged on for minutes, uh, but we came, out, we came out on top. We also have the Conquer Republic Special Forces. They're so good, we've never seen them. And we also have the Conquer Republic Navy to this day, which is a nice uh, galleon ship. Uh, so it does exist, and we celebrate Independence Day every year. Uh, but that battle went on until the next day where we eventually uh, surrendered to the United States. But our terms of surrender were very clear. We required, number one, they lifted the roadblock, and number two, $1 billion in restitution. We didn't get the restitution, but they did lift the roadblock. And so we celebrate our Conquer Public Independence. And you can actually, to this day, come down to Key West, the Conquer Public, and get your own passport. And I personally know people that have traveled to Europe, to France, other countries, using this passport, and people actually get around with it. Uh, there was actually a real case of a guy who went to Guatemala, and they thought he was an American, so these, these Guatemalan rebels were going to kill him. He goes, no, me no Conquer Republica, or uh, me no Americano, me no Americano, me la Conquer Republica. So they filled him with tequila shots instead of lead shots. Nice. So if you want to travel the world and perhaps save your life, then you should come down to Key West and get yourself a uh, Conquer Republic passport. Uh, we're a very eccentric place. We're super libertarian. Everybody down here just sort of accepts everyone for who they are, what, what they are. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, we've got Fantasy Fest, which I've been trying to drag Josh to for the past few years, which we'll have to make happen one of these days. Someday. Where it's just a uh, total debauchery fest. You can look it up online, but uh, it's like a clothing optional sort of Mardi Gras kind of thing. Uh, and it's a it's a lot of fun. It's like a week long event. So yeah, it's a fun place. I, I honestly wish that the uh, the Free State Project was the Free Keys Project because I think it would have been a lot easier to take over. <laughs> it probably would have <laughs> been a lot more fun again. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd been a lot more fun too. I mean, I don't know what's up in New Hampshire. I mean, it seems kind of nice, but I've never I haven't been up there yet. I'm from Jersey originally, so I just kind of imagine it's like the wilderness of Jersey. But maybe cold, it's nicer. Cold colder weather, that's for sure. Yeah. But you don't get, I can't. I can't handle the cold, man. I gotta stay where it's warm at least. Tell tell me about it, man. Moving to Iowa has been rough. Oh, rough. Uh, yeah, you made that move, man. I think you had to survive a tornado at one point. I thought it was a tornado. Extreme weather. I told this story. I told oh, this okay. story on the show already. When I, I thought I was in a hurricane, I thought it was in a tornado, but it was actually like a land hurricane called a derecho. 
And uh, I, I was like texting Julia, like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to raise this baby on your own. I, I, don't, I don't think I can get out of here. There's no basement in the apartment and, and I'm dead and I apologize and lights start flickering and shit. And I'm like, oh, God. oh and I just moved here, you know, like like two months yeah. prior. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to die. She's like, sweetie, it's just the wind. Go, go sit in the bathtub. <laughs> I was like, OK, OK, I'll do that. But it was like a hundred and. 20 mile an hour winds or something it ripped the Jesus, roof that's yeah fast. yeah ru- that's ripped like a cat free the, yeah it ripped the roof God. off uh we have a like a local uh hockey stadium here where i live in urbandale and it ripped the whole the like roof off the damn hockey place stadium jesus it is nuts i never seen anything yeah, like another it. deal with hurricanes man at least i know they're coming i can get out of the way you know oh and there was that no kind warning. of stuff you're just there's no warning at all it just happens it's yeah. like an earthquake or you know well, and I moved like from a, the place with earthquakes, right? Like, I, yeah. I'm from California where I'm just used to earthquakes. You just, you're just used to them. They happen and you're like, huh, must have been an earthquake. You know? It's like, it's super right. common. But, like, then I moved to the Middle West, or the, the, mid, the Middle West, the, the, the Midwest. It's, it's like a scary place. They have these tornado yeah. alarms that go off and they roll through the whole city. Oh, you're like, it sounds like a bomb warning, you know? And yeah. uh, there are tornadoes here. And then this, this wind event last year was like nothing. I've never seen anything like it in my life, man. It was like, I, I went down to the gas station. It was clear skies, completely sunny. I went down to the gas station, got coffee, came back. I'm sitting in the living room, and all of a sudden, the apartment goes pitch black because the like the the light coming through the slats in the back door it just yeah, gone. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? So I go and open it. It looks like the like the Wizard of Oz, dude. Like there's just yeah, shit flying out, by man. the windows. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know? I, I don't know if I could handle it out there, man. I, I I it seems beautiful and everything else, but just the weather seems like I guess you get used to whatever it is. But I don't know. I've come to dude. How? There's there's two How extremes. Is... There's two extremes yeah. here, dude. It's it's either you know negative temperatures or like really hot and humid. Yeah, I don't know, man. You can I, deal I like with South humidity. Florida too much, man. I'm I'm used to it. It's like 95 degrees and 100 percent humidity, and 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 I don't mind it. But uh, sometimes you go on these LNC meetings to like it'll be like in Georgia or South Carolina in like March, and it'll be nice in here. And then I go over there, and it's like 30 degrees, and I'm like, what the hell happened? It's bad. I, I brought no jacket, you know? I, I didn't realize I can get that cold. I just totally forgot that I live in, like, the tropics. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, on the, well, on the first big snow here, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I got I got this. I went down to the Walmart and bought, like, a snow shovel. I was like, we got a long yeah. driveway, you know? And I got out there, and I'm, like, in my work boots and, like, my gym shorts and a parka, and I'm like – trying to get all the snow off the driveway i'm like this sucks this is way harder than i thought it was gonna be and my next door neighbor comes over and he's like hey man uh do you want to use the snowblower you probably want to use the snowblower i'm like shivering i'm like yes please yes you know it's like it's like, it's like eight degrees or something i'm like this is terrible uh but then our other next door neighbor had like an old school snowblower that like drives itself like you can just press a button That's pretty so he's like here you can just take this for the rest of the winter it's too big for me to use anyway so i started doing his driveway and then i started doing the whole neighborhood like, cause I had this really nice snowblower. <laughs> so I'm like going up and doing all the, all the walkways in front of everybody's house and like my next door neighbor's driveways. And that's awesome. Uh, um, cause you know, I'm like the friendly California guy, you know? Yeah. The only time I'm shoveling everything is I'm shoveling sand into sandbags to barricade my house for business for hurricanes and stuff yeah. from the beach. I just steal sand and just, <laughs> well, Hey, you got plenty of sand down there, man. Hi kids. Do you like violence? Yeah. <laughs>
Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Oh, yeah. It ain't going. By nowhere. the way, I just remembered your mom watches all these podcasts. Do you ever censor yourself knowing your mom's on Not here? at all. No, not okay. at all. No, I drop yeah. bomb all the time. Yeah, I was on a podcast uh, with, with Davey on Burning Boots. And if anybody knows anything about Burning Boots, they just take it to like an 11. And so I guess my grandmother Googled like Stephen and Kella podcast. Oh, so they went and she watched this podcast and I was like, oh no, holy shit. I got to watch this podcast. Remember what I said <laughs> in this podcast like two years ago. Dude. So I it, just... it was luckily my grandmother's pretty open-minded. So it, it's like the, uh, you know, it's a uh, shock humor, I guess. It's like uh, Howard Stern, right? Yeah. I just exactly. did an episode with Burning Boots that just came out a couple days ago, and uh, the first time I was on the Burning Boots podcast, they actually have an oof counter of how many times I said oof. <laughs> oof. Oof. You know, I was running for chair at the time. I'm like, ah, uh, I immediately regret this decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Um, yeah. I don't at all censor myself, and my mom knows that my, my show is explicit, so she wouldn't be here if she, if she cared too much. Uh, when I'm with my mother, I don't. I don't use the bad words. I, at least yeah. the F word. I never use the F word in front of my mom. I think I used the F word in front of my mom growing up like three times ever. And, and I'm pretty sure two of them, I got my ass beat. So <laughs> learn your lessons. And I've yeah. never said it in front of my grandmother and my grandma did watch a show or two of this. I'm sure. Uh, so hopefully she's not too mad at me, but she's a nice lady. Dude. I think me and you have the most fun out of any LMC member on any LMC, uh, meeting. Oh, there's no like, doubt about not, it. Oh yeah. Like, 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 by far every lmc <laughs> meeting that we have been to it's always it's so so steven is I, I said in the beginning steven has become like my best friend like an actual best friend not just my best friend on the lmc but he is my best friend on the lmc as well i have other friends on the lmc like aaron adams and karen and harlos and and i've partied with with aaron adams too a few times but every single time steven <laughs> and michaela and i get together it's it's trouble um but it's good it's a good kind of trouble it's always been fun in Florida, though. I, I think until this last uh, Florida convention, I had been to, to the prior four Florida conventions. Yeah, what happened to you this time, man? I was I wasn't sure if you were going to come or not. No one invited me this time, bud. Oh shit! Yeah, you know you're, you know you're an official member. <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm like a, show up. Like, yeah, exactly. like everybody knows Josh Smith. Like whenever he comes to the convention in Florida, he's like, "Oh, Josh!" Like, dude, like you're basically like one of us. I've never had yeah. so so many people in the Florida State Party have have like hit me up and be like, "Hey, man, you moving to Florida? When are you coming to Florida? Are you gonna move to Florida?" And I'm like, "God, I want to go." But I've I've told uh, I've told Julia once we get the last kid out of the house, we are we're going. You got to man. You got to. All the cool kids are moving to Florida, man. Alex Merced just moved into Orlando recently. No, all the New Yorkers uh, are moving to California. Uh, it's moving to Florida. <laughs> that, that's a fact. Actually, I told I told Larry Sharp. I said, you know what, Larry, you know, you know what New York's biggest export is New Yorkers. Yeah. And you know where they all move? Florida. <laughs> yeah. He, I just had Larry on on the last show, and he's talking about moving to Florida. He oh, was he was really? like, yeah, he's talking about either Florida or Tennessee. Um, if you know, it's it's a long ways out, and he may run yeah. for governor again. Um, if he gets enough support, so. Um, we got a super chat from Tim Crosby Jr. Thank you, sir. He said the LPF recently had their convention in Lakeland. How was the? How is the? How has the takeover 
affected your state? Are you talking about Florida? There, there doesn't need to be a takeover in Florida. Well, you know, we had a little bit of a, a civil war. You know, one side was uh, propped up by the CIA. The other side was propped up by the, uh, the state. Uh, you know, it raged on for decades, but really at the end, um, we've, we've reached peace. Um, there are no problems in the state of Florida. We are just, you know, it, the, the, the people are, uh, are happy with the leadership, the, the ruling uh, elites in our state, and uh, everybody's happy. There's, there's no problems uh, whatsoever, and uh, we make sure to keep it that way. So, yeah. Uh, no, no, really, though. I mean, I think Florida r- truly is a state that has been able to um, really integrate newcomers in the state because for years and, and for those of you that aren't familiar uh florida had had a problem with factionalization in the past and probably the the, the most factionalization out of any state next door uh, prior to a lot of right prior like be, besides like oregon and these other states that like literally spit up into like an apartheid yeah. <laughs> um you know uh florida did have its issues back in the day with uh augustus invictus of course and everything else that happened all the crazy shit that could only happen in the state of florida and so we've really bonded as a state. We've really come together and we've truly gotten to know each other, um, which I think has allowed us to grow as a party. And one of the things I truly honestly believe, and for anybody out there who's concerned about factionalization, who's concerned about takeovers, who's concerned about all this kind of stuff, if, if your state leadership requires a takeover, they probably deserve it. And here's why. If you don't have a plan that people are bought into and encouraged by and excited about, then why the hell should they listen to you and why should you be in charge? If you're not leading, which is the ability to influence people, then what happens is is that people devolve into their own self-interest, which might be the interest of the party. But but if there's not a unifying vision, then then you're going to have different groups that are going to try to get in power. So um you don't have to be the Saddam Hussein of the LP in order to have a good state party. You have to be a good leader. You have to be a uh, a good, um, you know, you have to be a visionary and have people buy into that vision. So when the Mises Caucus came in, obviously I'm Mises too, but there wasn't really a lot of Mises influence in Florida. Uh, a couple of the guys came up to me and they said, hey, man, you know, what, what's the plan? What's the game plan? And I sent them my vision deck for 2021. I, I write these business plan type things, uh, vision deck for 2020, 2021. It outlines everything we're, we're trying to do, what our goals are, where we're headed, all that kind of stuff. And he said, hey, man, this is cool. This is this is actually exactly the kind of stuff we were interested in. A lot of our goals align. So I said, great. I could use your guys' help to achieve these goals. Awesome. How can we help? So they came in, um, Mises. Uh, they, they, we actually have a full slate of EC candidates for the first time ever. So we've got something like 22 or 20, I think it's 21 executive committee members total. Uh, so, so we have it a full slate. A lot of the guys are Mises, probably 40 to 50% are, are, are Mises folks, a lot of newcomers and we just put them to work, man. And, uh, it's been pretty phenomenal. I'm really excited about it. Um, and here's the funny thing too, I realized, cause some people had the question of, does Mises take away resources and personnel from the Libertarian Party? And here's what I've been able to find. Mises Caucus is like a funnel, and they bring people in from the outside that wouldn't normally be Libertarian Party members, and they direct them to the party. These are people that wouldn't normally be donating, wouldn't normally be volunteering, wouldn't normally be supporting the party, and they come from a very specific place. They're very passionate about anti-war. They're passionate about economics. They're passionate about authoritarian uh, intrusion on our lives. So 
I think that what the Mises Caucus is doing is pretty awesome. And I think that if the other caucuses want to be just as uh, effective as the Mises Caucus, they should be doing the same thing. Make their parallel structures, but funnel it towards the party because ultimately we have to have a wide net. You know, the Overton window, which is what the centrists believe in, is, uh, you know, it's a... It's a small window, so we can each take a part of that Overton window, stretch it a little further using the caucuses as bait and get them over to the Libertarian Party. And that's the most important thing we can do. So instead of being at each other's throats, we have to learn how to work together. And I think that's uh, the most important thing for that is is going to be strong leadership and, and, and a vision that we can all – unite under so True. yeah man no florida's been good and the takeover has been great i love it yeah yeah <laughs> uh top lobster thanks for the th- thanks for the super chat he said where i live the government kills you that's because he's in new york uh oh. patrick leisner thank you for the super chat he said move to, the move to florida fund yeah yeah we're gonna do it yeah. someday i promise you i i think i kind of want to be somewhere around tampa but i i do like florida tampa's up dude yeah uh what what is it clear clear is it clear lake clear water Clearwater, yeah. yeah, Clearwater. I think that's where we're at. Uh, last convention, we had a great time there. Yeah, I like, uh, I like Pinellas, it there. Pinellas County. That's uh, that's also where Jess Mears is from. I think Clearwater area. So, uh, she's she's made it sound very enticing. It's somewhere I would live. Uh, I will live in Florida eventually. There's Good. no doubt about it. it. It just may be uh, 18 years when my my youngest is <laughs> is uh, out of the house, or or uh, in in like 15 years when Julia's youngest is out of the house. That's the only reason why. I wouldn't move now is because Julia's kids have dad here. So um, we can't just take off and leave. But the other kids we could we could take, you know. So, um, man, you uh, Florida is actually the second most elected libertarians, right, in the country? I think we might be. I'm not I'm not sure exactly where we stand. I know Pennsylvania, uh, they basically used what we the same strategy we use called Operation First Step. You guys created that, uh, though. Yeah, yeah. Operation First Step was a Florida thing. Um, it's it's basically the idea that if you target nonpartisan local elections, you're going to win. Because guess what? Uh, the reality is, and it's, it's it's an awful reality, but it's a reality we have to accept it, is that partisan libertarians lose 99% of the time. Do they win? Yes, we won state attorney in New York. We won uh, state representative in, I think it's, uh, was it Missouri? Uh, Bert? No, that's uh, that's uh, uh, Wyoming. Wyoming, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we won, we won state rep there. We lost the second seat by like fifteen votes or something like that. So we do have some partisan office. We got Jeff Hewitt in California. It does happen, but it's at a very high level. Most libertarian candidates are not ready to compete at that high level. So what's the best, most influential um, area for them to be able to go in and actually win office? It's nonpartisan local races where your party affiliation doesn't matter because as long as we have libertarians elected that's what's important we can start building out our influence before we build up so we have mayors we have county officials we have county, city commission uh, officials um we win elections we went actually we actually win municipal elections 51 percent of the time nationwide uh so it's really good odds that we win majority of the time as libertarians when we target these specific elections so what we did back in, I think it was 2018, is we just targeted all these elections and we won dozens and dozens and dozens of elections. We were actually we actually won most of the midterm elections in the country in 2018. It was like 30 something elections throughout the state. So we're using that same strategy in the midterms here in 2022 in order to get libertarians elected to local office. Um, and then Pennsylvania did the same thing. They went out. They said, all right, what are the elections that are either a non-contested 
local nonpartisan. You know, it could be anything from soil and water board to city council, and they went after it. And they got like 40 or 50 libertarians elected. I, I forget the exact amount. Um, and now that same strategy is being used around the country. Uh, Wes Benedict is a big fan of that strategy of Operation First Step. And then we, we put together something called Operation Next Step and what I call the candidate pipeline. So we get somebody elected to city council, right? Maybe in a few years they go for mayor. So we put somebody underneath them. Then maybe they go to county. Then we put somebody at mayor and city. We, we build that pipeline up. We make that ecosystem at the local level. And we start making our way vertically through the political chain to higher and higher offices. And we get the experience. And it's not just for the candidates, but also the treasurers, the campaign managers, the fundraising directors, the, the, the canvasser, you know, all those important people. Because the reality is we need to build up that whole ecosystem so we can win higher level offices. And uh, and that's the game plan, man. And, and we've got great ballot access in Florida, so it's real easy. And uh, and that's sort of our, our shtick and, and, you know, our trademark maneuver is Operation First Step. Nice. So, yeah. I think in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, they call it the Molten Maneuver. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's the same program, but uh, I know Chuck Moulton came up with it, who just ran for chair, but unfortunately he didn't get it. I would have, I would have, uh, I would have liked Moulton. It just, I like Moulton a lot. Yeah, he's he's pretty radical, dude. Yeah, he's well, and he's a he's an Austrian economics guy. Uh, he's he's a lawyer too, which I'm kind of over lawyers leading this party, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I kind of want like a no lawyer. Yeah, you know, just like a couple of years. Let's go without a lawyer for a few terms. See what happens, man. Yeah, I uh, you know, we almost got a regular. We almost had a maintenance man, bro. Okay. Yeah, dude, I'm going to shake it up. We need more blue collar people to to run for office, anyways, man. I mean, I mean that's that's something that I've talked about a lot. Uh, if you're going to run for office, man, it'd be look. A construction worker's been through a lot more shit than some of these assholes that run the government now. They know they they know the plight of everyday men. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and these people that are so far disconnected from the reality of what we're all living through have no idea what they're talking about are running us. So. Um, I, John Chow, you're a good lawyer, buddy. I think I think I, I'm proud. I, I would be very happy to cast my vote for you, sir. I mean that. Don't get don't get upset. Joshua, <laughs> when is the last time a bearded leader has led the Libertarian Party? All these beardless men, these lawyers, these magicians, these gypsies. No more, no more. I say, I say by royal decree, only the bearded men and non-bearded women can lead this party, Joshua. I tell you, it is your only way to success. The only way. My father, he rode his camel into village. He told me, he says, son, we're going to be successful one day because I find oil. And and the oil will bring us many riches. But one day, non-bearded man, non-bearded man will, will lead country and we'll have no oil. And we'll be back on camel. So it is an important lesson I always remember. Joshua, the, the, the lawyer is no good. No good people. No good people. <laughs> No Aladdin. No Aladdin. No Aladdin. <laughs> we got a couple good lawyers, man. There's a couple good lawyers out there. I got one that watches the show. No, there are. John, John Chow. Yeah, there are right. good lawyers. Uh, I think that uh, I think what it comes down to is we need more good people, man. We need people that are, quite frankly, uh, that know how to work with people, man. You know, I, I think it comes down to, and I, I got a, I got a buddy of mine that's a lawyer down here. Great guy, Shad Nice, chair of uh, LP Florida Keys. Awesome dude. But I think what separates really good libertarians from the sort of and, you know, let's face it, man. There, there's libertarians who know how to talk to people, know how to work a room, type A personalities. And then there's sort of behind the scenes libertarians, just guys that, you know, probably couldn't get a date on prom night. You know, I mean, there's there's dudes that, you know, are, are maybe very intellectually strong, but they just don't 
they don't know they don't have that value that they bring to the table in other ways that are so important in my opinion to really bring a national movement together especially of rowdy libertarians so um you know i've got my podcast with uh with davy uh uh, drive uh, drive the bus, which is going to be going live hopefully August 1st. We, we talk about men's improvement. We talk about dating, relationships, how to be higher value as a man, all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, uh, definitely look into us. Look us up because we're going to go live. We've got some really good juicy content. So but it's, not a short, that, it's not a short bus that you guys are driving? Or? Uh, you know, it depends on the bus, really. Sure, sure. Yeah. All, all different sizes and shapes. Uh, but Don't be a bus But the bigot. most important thing is if you drive the bus, right? It's actually like that uh, – that Joe Rogan skit. I don't know if you've heard it, um, but there's a Joe Rogan skit, like you know, where you're on the bus and you're in the back of the bus, right? And all the windows are down, and there's papers flying around, and winds and howling and stuff like that. And you're trying to tell the bus driver, you know, that you need to get off the bus, right? And you're saying, "Hey, hey, I need to get off. I need to get off the bus." And and he's still going. He's still going. And then uh, the idea is in the podcast is we're, we're very we're talking about relationships, dating, all that kind of stuff is that, uh, you know, you're, you're with a girl or whatever like that. Right. And, and, and you bust a nut. And then all of a sudden you realize you're the one driving the bus. <laughs> so we want to put men back into that position of taking control of their lives, taking control of, of their futures. But um, but going back to it, man, we just need cool people to to be, you know, running the show like that's that's kind of. A big deal because people that have the social uh, skills, the abilities, the you know the aptitudes are going to be people that are going to be good leaders, sure. and uh, you know, absolutely more of that. So. Uh, your vice chair just uh, dropped a, a super chat. Thank you, Josh. Josh uh, Lavaca. Did I say that right? That hey, time? man. What's La- up, brother? Lavka. I always mess it up. I'm I'm not as bad as Ken Molman though. Uh, he said this message has been approved by the Libertarian Party Bearded Caucus. Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely, man. So buddy. I got a funny story, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this before we wrap up. So, uh, you know that we made your thumbnail, uh, you with an Egyptian headdress <laughs> and a yes, and a tiki torch because people have called you a Nazi, legitimately. Right, right. Uh, so we were actually making fun of the people who call you that, but there's a uh, there's a an ex-congressional candidate in Texas who lost to um, uh, the uh, neocon pirate, if you will, uh, and I won't name either of them on the show, but he's very, very mad that I'm platforming a Nazi tonight because I how called, dare you? Because I called you a Nazi in the in the in the post with the thumbnail as a joke to make fun of the people who have called you a Nazi, and this guy's so stupid he doesn't get the joke. And is now call, now saying that I'm platforming Nazi. It's literally a joke about you, dude. And you're making the, you know what I mean? Like you're taking it and doing exactly why we're making the joke. But why, why do people call you this? You, you know, I wish I could tell you why. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I don't know. You know, there's, there's, I. Apparently, the brownest most Egyptian non-white person in the LP, uh, Florida is apparently a, 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 a Nazi, a white Nazi. Um, apparently that's a thing. Uh, there was like Facebook pages made of me, like to call me, you know, like how I've embraced, uh, white nationalism and all this kinds of crazy shit. And then apparently me and you are actually in Flan, uh, Florida libertarians yeah. against Nazis yeah. who I'm pretty sure I know who the person is that runs that page. 
and um, I'm pretty sure that he like creeps our conventions and stuff, but like never shows up. Like weird, weird people that are super obsessed. Um, and uh, yeah, they've always apparently um, apparently I'm a Nazi. Apparently. Florida is just full of Nazis. Uh, we had the anonymous group of anarchists try to get us disaffiliated uh, because of our pro-white supremacy. Obviously, I mean, if you can tell, I'm definitely a white supremacist. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, let's I'm talk. a self-hating brown guy. Let's apparently. talk about I think I think the big issue that people hold on to is that Augustus Invictus was a member of the party. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's not like he had some great influence inside the party. He got like wrecked in the uh in the primary right yeah he got he did not get the primary vote um he was kind of an interesting guy to say the least so not primary but the endorsement vote right yeah Yeah. he didn't get the endorsement he was censured by the party um you know he he's a guy that apparently drank goat blood after coming back from like a desert like vision quest kind of thing dude was like super crazy pagan he did a lot of drugs and um I remember watching on like the local news one day talking about Augustus Invictus, the Chupacabra goat drink, gut, uh, blood drinker, uh, Libertarian Party of Florida is running for state Senate. So so he he got uh, primaried out by no libertarian and um, a lot of eyes were on floor like, dude, what the fuck is going on down there? Right. And and so it was a crazy time. I just became Region 14 rep at the time. So I just got in. I'm like, this is not absolutely nuts, insane. What's going on? There was haul back and forth, all this kinds of stuff. Uh, there was another guy that I don't know if he knew him through. I don't know how they met, but he came in. The dude, and I believe this. I really honestly do. The guy's, you know, funny guy. But there was some people that came in that were apparently ex-white supremacists. Or one guy in particular that was an ex-white supremacist, right? So he had the tattoos and the whole Ryan. shit. And yeah, Ron Ramsey, you know. So so he he came in the party. And I really honestly believe, because when I first met Ryan, he was really cool with me. And he told me the whole story about how he, he gave up that life. And, and I honestly believe it. And I do believe in second chances. Um, but Augustus, his thing was that he went and I guess he represented in court this white supremacist group back yeah, in the day. A lawyer. So that's how Because he, he was an attorney, so. So he got a lot of these guys to follow him and all this kinds of stuff. And he was like, you know, pro legalizing drugs, this and that. Um, but, you know, weird, weird feathered history, man. And I don't know. I don't even know what he's up to today. I don't even know if he's in prison or if he's not. I think or he, what like, he got like he, arrested for like. He left, man. He got arrested for like kidnapping and beating the shit out of his wife or something. And then. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. He had like eight Latino kids, yeah. but then like he was beating this girl that he was dating. And yeah, it was like, it was allegedly. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I remember the case and I remember the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He never went to court. So I don't know for sure what actually was truth. So there's a lot of allegations. So what people did is I guess they just took that and decided, well, the whole party of Florida is a bunch of white supremacists. So literally the most racially diverse party with the most minority people, you know, in the country. We probably are. I wouldn't be surprised if the LPF general membership, if you go to like an LPF convention, is majority brown. Yeah. Like Latina, Latino, like Egyptian, Guatemala, everything, everything. It's all there. So, like, to call us a bunch of white supremacists is pretty asinine yeah. and insane. And uh, I just laugh, bro. It, it, it's actually kind of funny, like, when everybody calls me, like, a, a white supremacist or Nazi or whatever, because it's just, like, it pops up, like, every now and then. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? <laughs> like, okay, man, you know, I'm, I guess I'm a Nazi. Let me get my tiki torch and, you know, whatever, dude. Like, it's just the craziest thing. And, yeah, it makes no sense. It's it's entertaining. And uh, and we love it. It's hilarious. Let's, let's... – 
let's end this with a funny story uh, since we brought up Ryan Ramsey. Let's tell this with let's end this with a funny story of my first trip to a Florida State convention. Uh, I flew into Orlando, okay, and the convention was in Fort Walton Beach. Yes, and this was the first time I met you too. Yes, I remember okay. that we so, had the we had the frat house. But but this not is a frat but this is what happened. I'm going to tell the whole story here. Okay, this is it's hilarious. It just goes from funny to funnier to to crazy, right? So I flew into Orlando. If you're not familiar, Orlando is not close to Fort Walton Beach. It was a 15 hour drive from Key West. I found out about that. It by was the way. like it was like a I think an eight to ten hour drive. Okay, so I flew in a red eye into Orlando, and Greg and Mari Peel picked me up. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and so I love Greg and I love Mar- Mary, Mary, Mari. I always say it wrong. Mary. I, Mary I love Peele. them. Like, they're two of my favorite people in this world. There is not many people in this world that are nicer than those two. Uh, but I was very tired in a car with them for 10 hours. And they like to talk, you know? And I'm like in the backseat, like, oh, God, I want to go to sleep so bad. So I never really got to sleep. And then I walk into Fort Walton Beach, uh, where I drop, walk into the hotel. Literally into the hotel and sit down on a panel with you to talk about crypto on the panel. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dude. And, <laughs> and Adam Kokesh and Adam Kokesh is hosting this panel, and, and I walk in and I sit down on this panel to talk about crypto, and I have not slept in like over twenty four hours at this point. Right? I, I it's essentially like I'm starting this panel at the time I started my flight the night before, and I'm exhausted. I've been in a car for ten hours. I didn't even have time to change into the suit or anything. And so, so the convention was cool, but then I get to hang out with all the Florida libertarians. It was a lot of fun. There was a, a, a like a beach bar on the beach, and at like in the middle of the night, either that night or the next night, I'm in the ocean swimming at like two o'clock in the morning from the bar. <laughs> and then, and then, so this is this is where it gets crazy. Uh, I had to get back to Orlando to to get back on my flight to go back home to Oregon, and uh, I got a ride with uh, with with Ryan Ramsey. Yeah, and yeah. and his his wife at the time, who's sweetheart, really nice, and yeah, she's incredible. Huh? Yeah, and I love, uh, I love her. And uh, so I'm going back up with them to stay at their house, like I think close to Gainesville. Maybe I don't know. It was like the it was like it went from it went from like it went from like Florida to like the country. Right, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it changes fast. Florida goes from like city to country, like like it's crazy. Like whoa, there's Florida, then there's Florida. Yeah, no, so so so, it's, it's so totally we drive different. out to the country, and now it's the middle of the night because we left like Sunday evening or something, right? And we go to his house, and there's no one around. There's no other houses around his house or nothing, right? <laughs> and 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 let me preface this with when I met when I first started talking to Ryan, uh, we were talking shit to each other online. I was writing a hit piece. I was writing a hit piece about uh, about white nationalism and the liberty movement, and I was talking uh, about. Uh, uh, Augustus Invictus and all this shit and Ryan was coming at me online and we're going back right, and forth right, right. and we were going to fight like legitimately we ended up making up eventually and I was I, I apologize I actually had him on my first show that I ever did um, not on this show but when I worked for Think Liberty and we, we hashed it out we did like an hour and 20 minutes and I was like ah oh, this guy's pretty cool I can't find anything to hate him over this, this was stupid so now we're friends but now he's taking me into the backwoods right in the middle of the <laughs> night and this is the first time I've ever met him in person and he's like, yeah, you got to go check it out, dude. Uh, we got da- out back there in those bushes. There's like this old bus and all this shit. And it's pitch black on the land, right? And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's cool. We can go check this out. I'm already getting a little nervous, right? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. And he's like, let me go grab my f-, right? And so he goes into the bedroom and he comes back out with an AR-15 with a flashlight on the end of it. 
right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh Jesus! Your pants, and so he's like, he's like, he like turns on the flashlight. He's all right. Go ahead, walk. Start walking through those bushes over there. And I'm like, oh, you could go first, dude. You know, I'll, I'll walk behind you. You got the flashlight. You know, <laughs> freaking out, dude. I'm like, this guy is gonna take me into the back in this fucking like. He's gonna drop, dump me in some swamp with like alligators. You know what I mean? Whatever happened, Joshua Smith? Yeah, whatever happened to that Josh Smith? I don't know. I put him on an airplane in Orlando. Never saw him again. I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, this guy's gonna shoot me in the back of the head in the middle of nowhere and dump me in some swamp somewhere. But no, nah, he didn't. He was actually really nice. We ended up having some beers and chilling and listening to a bunch of music. And uh, then he, we woke up the next morning and he took me to uh, he took me to the airport and I got on. Air, we actually stopped at the Hooters and had a couple beers. And then I got on the and then I got on the airplane and went home. That was my first trip to Florida, dude. Yeah, it was wild. And uh, and Ryan was Ryan scared the shit out of me, dude. Legit. First of all, when, <laughs> he's a big guy, man. He's just scary. He's very intimidating, like as a as a person. Because I think he told me he did something too, where they would like take, uh, they would like help escort kids that were like abused or some shit to like court. And because he's a big scary dude, dude, he would like help do that kind of stuff. So he, like, if you saw this guy on the street, like you would, you would cross on the other side of the street. <laughs> oh, well, start walking. well, and he's wearing like over the shoulder holsters with like dual yeah. guns hanging out of his jacket, and he's like, like you give him a hug, yeah. and he just kind of like you know. Winks at you. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got two guns on me. Probably got one on his ankle too. And and he's big. Like so, when we were talking shit online, I'm a big guy. I'm not a little guy. I'm yeah, six. Yeah. I'm six. Almost six three, and I weigh like 240 pounds. And he right. he's way bigger than me. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when I showed up to Florida, I was like, I, I'm really glad that we never fought, dude. Like really glad because you would have. We made up. Yeah. Anyways, man. Hey, what's what's next for uh, Stephen and Kayla, man? What do you got coming up? Oh man. Um, coming up next, man, is just, uh, um, I'm looking at potentially running for local office down here in Key West. Nice. Uh, like I said before, I was at a local city council commission meeting. So working on that, uh, working on making the LP Florida successful. And, uh, I guess I'll announce it here first cause I've been meeting to waiting for some of the drama to die down, but I do plan on running for director at large for the libertarian national committee. So, so you guys heard it first. Uh, that's what's next in store for me. I'm heading to this week to Virginia to open up a new Wendy's in uh, Suffolk, Virginia, and uh, right around where Amazon's putting their headquarters in. So maybe we can get in the courtyard there. Who knows? And uh, just doing my thing, man. And uh, hopefully we can get you down here uh, soon for some fantasy fest or something. If you got somebody to watch your 47 kids. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how, how many Wendy's do you have now? We have nine. This will be our 10th. And you have, you and have other restaurants the- too, right? Correct. Yeah, we've got the Dairy Queen and Tavernier, which I opened up uh, after Hurricane Irma. So it's actually funny story. It's actually the my hometown Dairy Queen where I used to go after school and stuff. I used to get the Oreo blizzards and all that growing up as a kid. Uh, later on in life, uh, you know, kind of funny how it all works out. Ended up keeping it a Dairy Queen after it was going to close down. Funny story. My sister's a lot younger than me, so she has a uh, friends in high school that were working for us. And she goes, you know, my friend's a libertarian. I said, oh, really? Cool. You know, so I talked to him. And he's like, yeah, the kid's in high school. He's like, yeah, I'm a libertarian. And my friends are libertarians. I'm like, Dude, holy shit. Like, I didn't know what a libertarian was until I got to college. So definitely younger libertarians and all that kind of stuff coming up to the forefront, I think is awesome. Uh, but if anybody's ever in Florida Keys, go to Alamorada. Check out the Island Grill. It's our, our full-service seafood restaurant. So if you're down with some good seafood, you're in the area, um, come check us out. we got a 150-foot dock. We've got uh, – Amazing seafood, beachfront, waterfront uh, property there that you can enjoy your, your vacation. And we're also doing comedy shows on Sundays. We actually have upcoming ones. So 
might check us out for that. But yeah, man, just, uh, you know, staying busy in, in all things and everything and just trying to find time to hit the gym and, uh, <laughs> you know, do my libertarian stuff. Got to get so. that pump on, buddy. Gotta that strong, we need more strong libertarians, dude. Absolutely. Brother, what oh, can, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Where can all these wonderful people find you and follow you? We need to build that Twitter presence, dog. Yeah, man. Find me on Twitter. I got Discourse Corner on Twitter. I barely use it, but Josh is going to bring me back in. Um, also, Facebook, Stephen Nicola. There's also Facebook, Stephen Nicola, uh, re- uh, Region 2 representative. Uh, I don't really use Instagram, but Stevo3333 if you're on Insta. And then check out the new podcast coming up if you're interested. Uh, do a lot of self-development, dating, relationships, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be uh, Drive the Bus, August 1st. It'll be out. And uh of course, lpf.org, uh, lp.org, sign up, volunteer, donate, because if you're not going to be a part of the, the, the solution, then who else will? So we need you. We need good people. We need strong people, strong men, strong women uh, to go and do this thing. Cause people get so fed up. Oh, man, you know, party's not the way I want it to be. I'm going to do something else. It's because good people leave that there isn't that strong presence. So be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And uh, look forward to fighting alongside you for liberty and freedom. And uh, thanks for watching, folks. I'll, I'll always be there right next to you, buddy. I promise. Thank you so yeah, much for yeah. coming on Break the Cycle. I will see you here in about two minutes for the, uh, for the exclusive after show uh, after hours. Sounds good, brother. All thanks right, for having brother. me on. Absolutely. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Stephen Nicola is just one of the coolest guys uh, I've ever met. I love hanging out with him. In person and online, any any chance I get, it's always fun. Guys, if you want to watch the uh, the exclusive After Hours content of every show, uh, you can join the YouTube membership right now. I dropped the link in the chat. Uh, you can also join the Patreon uh, at patreon.com backslash break the cycle or the same thing at subscribestar.com backslash uh, break the cycle js same as patreon uh, man the people that are watching uh, or listening to this uh, tomorrow on on uh, the podcast are going to be so confused because they didn't get to see uh, my friend Stephen Nicola in character they're just going to hear these these accent changes and it's going to be really funny uh, but if you're if you're just listening to the show Go over to YouTube, uh, youtube.com backslash fight the despots and, uh, and subscribe, man. It helps the algorithm, even if you don't even watch shows, but you guys, as usual, make sure you like the show, uh, every show you watch, just hit that thumbs up for me, uh, and make sure that you subscribe because it does help the algorithm and the show's growing. Uh, we are now currently at over 1000 subscribers per month since I started the show basically. So it's great. It's doing really good. The Patreon's doing good. I, I, I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate it. My family appreciates it. You guys are amazing. Uh, check out our sponsors at Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. And, of course, my friend, my partner on the show, uh, TopLobster.com, the man who draws everything for the show. I wouldn't be half of a show I am today if it wasn't for this man. Go check out TopLobster.com. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount on awesome, awesome shirts like this Epstein Didn't Kill Himself shirt I'm wearing today. Or, you guys... Please buy the, 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 the Break the Cycle pillow so that you can put your custom Break the Cycle pillow on your couch while you're watching couch streams every other night or every night, however often you watch. Uh, or join the Patreon, subscribe star, or channel membership to get 30% discounts on brand new Top Lobster gear two weeks before it goes out to the general public. Executive producer of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your home business or personal life they are amazing guys coming up on the show tomorrow we have a real heavyweight coming on we have stefan kinsella be respectful not a punk 
Mr. IP Man, it's going to be an awesome show. I'm sure we're going to talk all things IP. Uh, coming up on Wednesday, my good friend, I like to say that, it's, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. My good friend Tom Woods, the very failed podcaster, will be on to defend his views on Hawaiian shirts. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thursday, I'll have Brad Palumbo on. It's going to be an awesome show. We have some things to go over about censorship. Hopefully, he'll he'll be uh, he'll be have some good answers there. But uh, we'll talk about all the stuff he's up to in his new show. And of course, on Friday, we're going to have Austin Peterson on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I have I have interviewed Austin once before for Think Liberty, and it was a really great show when he was running for uh, for uh, Senate. I think it was right before right before he announced he was running for U.S. Senate. Um, so it's good week shows. Next week's going to be just as lit. Make sure you subscribe. On all platforms, I'm also on Odyssey, which uh, eventually we'll probably have to move over there if they ever kick me off. So go check out Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith on Odyssey. I will see you guys tomorrow for the show with Stefan Kinsella. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse and the frame But I just spent it in Minecraft The helicopter part wasn't referenced to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just spent it in Minecraft Lord Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it No product finish, cause you're close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm a poet In Minecraft, in Minecraft Thank you.